again, so glad to have you with us today, or with me today, with us as me, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Uh, so glad that y'all could be here and are tuning in to listen. Uh, as always, my prayer for you is that God is challenging you in his life, and, or in your life, he's challenging you to become better, to be the man that he has created you to be. And the only way he can do that is to train you up and put challenges in front of you to grow you and help you to realize and understand that he is a faithful and loving father and wants the best for you. I know he has been working in my life. Uh, like I said on the previous show, uh, he has shown me a lot of things in this time that, uh, well, he's just shown me a lot that uh, I've been going through and he's been teaching me. Uh, I'm not always patient with his lessons because God's timing is better than ours and we're not so patient. So uh, it's been especially tough through some times, but uh, I believe God is giving us the things that we need when we need them. He leads us to not only people, uh, but in this case, in this instance, um, books that kind of confirm, uh, you know, where I'm at in my life and be looking for those things in yours as well. Uh, you know, the last show we talked about being servants of God, the father, the son, and the Holy spirit. And we talk about not being slaves wanting to serve our father in heaven with an open heart, a joyful heart. Uh, one who believes that no matter what comes our way, that he is with us. So we use that to grow us and benefit others, you know, and serving and serving God, Jesus tells us there are going to be hard times. We're going to face a lot because the world does not know him. And like I said, the call of men is to ensure that the world knows and understands who God the Father is. Um, you know, we being a servant is very tough. It's a hard thing to do to take yourself out of the situation. Uh, this is a something that God has put on my heart and is teaching me. It's hard. It's uh it's a slow journey for sure to remove what the world deems as the most important, which is our individual selves. Um Jesus says that's not the way. Uh, that our mission and our goal is to put others before us to remove ourselves just as he did. Um he took himself and his needs out of the equation in order to sacrifice his physical body so that we could have a life that is what God wanted us to have. God the Father wanted us. Everything he did, he did because the Father did it first. He only does what the Father tells him to do. Uh, you know, and in saying that... Um, God has, talking about books, uh, God has led me to a couple. Uh, 
that what I'm currently reading right now, I want to give a lot of props to because uh, it's making a big difference of how I look at things and just a God using. I feel like God's using it as a confirmation of what our world can look like. You know, we talked about being a servant, not a slave. And we've talked about the warning lights God gives us that are holes in our heart that we have to give to him because he is the only thing that can fill them. Uh, we told talked about range limits and how that, you know, builds, gives us an area of authority in our lives. And, and I believe 100% that each one of us has a responsibility to our family, uh, that that's where it starts in the home, that that's where we gain the most experience in leadership is how we lead our home. Uh, you know, uh, we can sit here and talk about blaming it on the church and where the church is lacking, but I don't think that, uh, I think that all stems back to us and back to each individual man and what their relationship is with God, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, where your relationship with Christ is. So, uh, but the book I wanted to be talking about right now is Killing Kryptonite, and it's by John Bevere. I'm not sure how to pronounce his last name. I'll spell it for you. It's B-E-V-E-R-E. -E -E. Um, and it's talking about the kryptonite, which uh, so far I'm not finished, but it's talking about how we let things come in between our relationship with God. And most importantly, the thought that I have been thinking that God's put on my heart. And I hope that the purpose of this show is coming through is that why are we living the lives we're living today? Why are things so horrible? Why are things so bad? Um, you know, during, uh, there's a verse in the book and it's talking about, uh, first Kings four, 24, through 25. And it's just talking about when Solomon was in charge of Israel and how great things were that no man, there was no need. There was no sickness. There was no, you know, need for anything because of Solomon's trust in God and his leadership and wisdom in that. And, you know, I thought that was pretty, pretty interesting to me because the overall thought, you know, is, you know, what's this, what's our world to look like? What is our, what is God's purpose for our world to look like? And it's to look like it's in heaven as it is in heaven, you know, and that's the main purpose. And it confirmed that I was... You know, I've been thinking if if the Old Testament was, to me, it seems the Old Testament is a guide. You know, God was working through the Israelites, but in looking forward, it was a guide for us on things of what not to do, the traps that we should be looking for that the Israelites face that we face today. I mean, as much as things and technology and people have grown and come together things are still the same the human nature is still the same sin is still the same and the devil's still using the same tricks to try to get us off of god's path 
and never changes. He does all the same stuff every single time. But Jesus came and changed, not to erase the law, but he changed it. And he tells us, uh, and John tells us in 1 John 4, 17, says, By this love is love perfected with us, so that we may have confidence for the day of judgment. Now, pay attention here, because this is where, I never read it like this, but this is where, it confirms my thoughts, and we'll get to those here in a second. It says, because as he is, so also are we in this world. I think sometimes uh, we look to eternity and, uh, you know, wait for it, you know, but that's not what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to be doers of our faith are doers of the word, not just readers of the word. But this tells us and confirms my thoughts that when Jesus came, he changed everything. We have a new covenant promise with promise with Jesus. And Jesus gives us the Holy Spirit, which empowers us, as Jesus says, the, with the faith of a mustard seed that we can tell a mountain to move and it will move. And I don't, I think sometimes we get confused. We read that as just, uh, oh, well, that's just a figure of speech or just a demonstration of the power of our faith. It's not literal. And I understand mountains can be represented by anything. But if we're truly followers of Jesus Christ and believe the words and the message that he proclaimed to the disciples that they went on and preached to the rest of the world to be where we are today. Do we not have the same power as Jesus? Can we not be perfect? I mean, yes, we're born into sin and we're born into a sinly world. But Jesus also tells us that when we accept Jesus Christ, as our Lord and Savior, we are a new a new man, a new person, right? So, for that new person, I mean, we're not talking, we should be talking to God each and every day. We should be getting his word directly in our prayer. We should be in contact with him, and he should be leading us and guiding us in everything that we do. So, why is it that we still have the destruction, the the hate, the everything that we have in today's society. And I think it's because that we don't believe that. You know, I don't think we fully 100% believe that God, through us, wants to make earth perfect. And that by accepting the new covenant that is Jesus Christ, that we are that new covenant. That we are, we have the power. The disciples showed us they had the power because of their faith in Jesus and who he was, the son of God, to go out and heal people, to go out and make changes. There was no need. I mean, Jesus never complained about not having resources to do what he needed to do. It was always there. He always had enough, and he didn't, 
use it as an excuse not to do something. And I'm seeing this, and I'm like, why are we so far off from what Jesus has commanded us to do? Where is our faith in his truth that he has given us the Holy Spirit, which provides the words from God, the direction from God, but is because of our lack of faith or belief or, you know, as some people, you know, the church, we go to church to learn, right? These guys are smarter than us. They're been taught in the word. And I think we have allowed as men, because that is our responsibility is to ensure that the church stays true to the word of Jesus Christ, that we have allowed it to become a watered down version of the gospel, that we have allowed the church to not focus on building men up and giving them the strength and courage to group up, stand up together, and go out and make a difference in the world. I, I believe that we've allowed it to happen because it's hard. I mean, it's hard to do the right thing. I fail all the time. I'll be the first one to admit. My wife bust my chops on it anyway it gives me funny looks when i say things like this because she's like well you're not walking it well i'm trying you know how does it look you know uh the bible is the key it tells us that we should say that tell the truth be honest with people but do it out of love not for uh selfish gain like again it, we have to take the self out of it we tell people that look the things you are doing are sinful. It's not that I don't love you. I want to change it. I want you. I want to help you grow to know and understand who God the Father is, who Jesus Christ is, and the Holy Spirit and the power that you have within you to make the change that you see. Did did you see or that God has put on your heart that we need to make in our society today? It is our responsibility. Because we are a new creation in and of Jesus Christ because of our acceptance that he is our Lord and Savior. He was the Son of God. He died on the cross and he was resurrected for us. And it's very important to me and it's placed on my heart that where my spot in this is, all I know is what I can do right now. And that is speak the truth. And is that we have the power of Jesus Christ. We can go out through our faith. Each one of us has been given gifts. Some is gifts is healing. Some gifts is prayers. I mean, some gifts are preachers. Some, whatever it is. But this is my part that He's given to me. I don't know. This podcast, like I said before, was totally His calling that I felt He was directing me to. Is the reason I'm still doing it. I mean, we're here at the tenth episode and. I never thought there would be 10, you know, and it's changed on how it looks and it's probably going to continue to change as God grows me in his knowledge and wisdom of where and how and what he's saying to me, you know, and I want to pass that on to you because we have the power of Jesus Christ. We are a new creation and we should stand on that strength and stand on that belief and not let Satan whisper in our ear about, oh, well, you're not good enough, you're not this. Yeah, we know we're not, but Jesus says we are. You know, because we've listened to you in the past, Satan, 
is the reason we don't feel good enough. So if we can block that out and believe what Jesus Christ says about us, believe the promises that he has given to us, he told us we would do greater things than he did. Well, how are we going to do greater things than he did if we never give ourselves fully to him? How is that power going to come to us? I mean, the disciples changed everything. Most times they were looked at as gods where they went because of the things they do. You know, they had to tell people, look, I'm not a God. I serve the God who allows me to do this. So even though the times have changed and the situations might have changed in a lot of areas, it is the number one fact that we are a new creation in Jesus Christ. Everything that Jesus Christ did, we are capable of on this earth to do, period. And we have, in order for us to do that, we have to have the confidence in God. We have to be in constant communication with God through our prayers and open our minds and our hearts to listen and believe that his word will supersede anything that happens in this world. And that's, and that's a period at the end of that sentence. I mean, look, that's the way it is. You know, like I've said before on the show, it's what God says and then nothing else matters because our opinions really don't matter. Our, like I said, our testimonies matter and how he's worked that in our lives matters 100%. But it's how God changed us from sinners to followers and disciples of Jesus Christ. That he sacrificed his son so that we can make this earth his creation that we were put in dominion or in power over to look like heaven. Right? That's our mission. So men, why are we failing? Why are we falling short? Why do the churches not put more emphasis on men's ministry and growing men. I'll tell you why, because we don't want to do the hard stuff because getting into a relationship with God means opening boxes that we've had closed for 20, 15, 20, 30 years. And men, it's the older ones who've had enough of life experience that God is calling on the elders, you know, the supposedly wiser guys to step out and do this stuff, to lead these younger men into a position of power, a position of godly power, a position of love and respect for each individual on this planet. We don't have to like them at times, but we do have to love them at all times. And we should love them in a manner that wants to see them their thought process corrected from one of, well, it's all about me and I'm this and I'm that and I'm this and I'm that. Well, no, you're not. You're what God says you are. You are his creation. He has a purpose for your life. Now, let me help walk you through this and help us grow and understand what this looks like so that we can make this earth look more like heaven. I mean, it's, it's a crazy idea, and I am by no means perfect, but this is the principle that which I'm moving forward in my life on. I am comfortable where God has me. You know, I am comfortable that he has put me in a position that my little piece of this for right now is 
doing this podcast that somebody, all 12 or 13 of you that listen to it uh, on a regular basis that are subscribed, thank you very much. That's all God. And those 12 are enough because maybe something that he has put on my heart to share with you and, and give my viewpoint on what it looks like will spark something in you. You know, it's the domino effect that because maybe something I've said to one of you, it starts a domino effect with people that you talk to and then you change their heart. You know, it's just that compound effect over and over again. And right now, the voice of men who God has called and put the responsibility on us to lead that it is not i mean it's our time now men it's it's our time we see what's going on in the world you know we see the statistics in everything you know the church is set up to where it's focused on women and kids if we bring the women and kids to church you know we're good no we need to be focused as a church on bringing men to church because when men come to church and one of the statistics I was looking at the other day, when a man goes to church and leads his family to church, 93% of the family goes to church. And it drops from when a woman leads, tries to lead their family to church, it's 17%. Men, God has given us the responsibility to use our voice and the position that he gave us in his kingdom on this earth to lead, to step out, and to be the ones that take our family to church, that grow our family in our homes spiritually. I fell on this daily because I haven't commi- I haven't been committed. I haven't been comfortable with where God has me, you know, but now I am. I've, 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 He's shown me through reading the book by John Bevere. You know, I'm not even sure I'm pronouncing his last name right because I want to give him credit because he he showed me through another book. You know, it's uh, God, where are you? You know, leading, leading God, leading us through times in the wilderness. And I've been in the wilderness. And this is the only thing that he is put on my heart to do is to share these things as I learn them to share with you men to maybe help you have the courage to step up you know I'm comfortable where God has me right now everybody on the outside looking in oh well he's lazy he's not doing this he's not doing that well you maybe you know what maybe you're right but what I've learned in this time is that God is in control of my life and if I am in constant communication with God, as I try to be every day in prayer, asking for direction, asking how I can serve the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, how I can serve the kingdom that he has created and, and, and given us dominion over on this earth, how can I serve this purpose? You know, I believe that he has me where he wants me. This is a time of learning, a time for growth for myself. And you may be in that same wilderness or you may be going through a different part of your wilderness that things are really trying and things are really hard and they're, 
man, they're just you just don't know which way to go. And you keep praying and you don't feel like God's answering. You know, and that's when we have to be still. Listen, watch, you know, and, and filter everything through God's word. We know the truth. If it's of this world, it's not right. If our self is involved in it, it's not right. Right? Other than the only the only self we should interject in what God has purposed our life for is to be a we got bullhorn, uh an echo of what God is saying to us. Men, I mean that's it. But we have to get to the point to where we are comfortable in where God has us and that's uncomfortable sometimes. We all know that. We've all been there. But through our being comfortable in where God has us doesn't mean we're complacent. We don't have we still have to do. We still have to act. We still have to get up and move. And that's one of the things that God put on my heart, you know, just as I was praying this morning before we did this show is that, you know, there's a lot of times I just want to say, well, I'm just going to stay in God's word because that's what he wants me to do. Well, that's not being the, the feet of God. That's not being the hands of God. Uh, that's not doing what God has purposed my life to do. He has purposed my life to bring this message and vision of his through me to whatever men choose to tune in and listen to the show. This is my little piece. By no means, like I said, I am not I am not trained in theological facts. Uh, you know, I'm not an eloquent speaker. Uh, what I feel he has given me a voice to do, and he has shown me through this time that, yeah, I like to talk. Um, but one thing he has shown me, too, is that even though when I started this show, it might have started out with some selfish hopes of glory for myself. I'm not going to lie. You know, I would hope that this show took off and, you know, gained the popularity that it needed to to help provide for my family in a in a better way and shine the light on on me and look how smart I am and you know through him showing me uh my selfish ways and my selfish intent and in not only uh my personal life my family life uh, he has shown me that that was not what this was about that in order for me to serve God and to serve him and to serve the kingdom as he has called me to do, that there won't be any recognition, that there won't be any glory for me until in heaven, that uh, it's also been a test of, are you going to do this or not? Are you going to be, tell the truth? Are you going to be honest? Are you going to be open? You know, like I said, this isn't about me. This is about bringing earth, God's creation, under the through the dominion he gave us, he gave us control over every living thing on the face of the earth. I mean, this is our responsibility. And the people that are on this earth, that are out there, that are lost, 
that are out there that are looking to fill this huge hole they have in their soul. Because it is my belief that intently everybody knows there's a God. And the reason so many people are confused and lost is because they fight filling that hole with the one thing that can fill it. They try everything on this earth, lust, greed, whatever, you name it, anything that you try to fill it with, power, uh, selfishness. Anytime you try to fill that hole with something other than God, man, that's the problem. That's idolatry. And when we start putting idolatry ahead of the will of God, then we are fallen. We fall in the prey of listening to Satan telling us we're not good enough. And there's a lot of things that I ain't good at, and I know it. But the one thing that I'm good at is running my mouth. So that's the reason I'm sitting here talking to y'all. But I, I'm i running my mouth for God, not for myself at this point. And it took me, you know, this is the 10th episode of this show. Again, you know, wow. And, and that's been 10 weeks 10 weeks of God pounding into me and working on me to get to the point where, hey, this is for him and for the kingdom. But as far as what it looks like for us men, it is time for us to step up, step out, remove ourselves from the situation and see it from God's perspective and realizing when we see these people that are lost, angry, being hurt, hurtful, being hateful, you know, we have to look at it from God's where 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 is God trying to fill that hole? Where do they need God in their lives? And I think if we can look at the individuals that we come across on a day to day basis with that perspective of you know, what makes them so angry? What what has happened? And when we start caring in that manner and asking those type of questions, I think that then we're on the path of where God wants us to be. We're not going to save that person. That's God's job. But our calling as men and as human beings, men and women alike, is to lead people to Jesus Christ. To share the gospel so that they know that there is a hope, that there is a future. It's not just something that was written in a book and people talk about and time and the corruption and sinful nature of human beings who didn't truly take the authority that had been given to them by Jesus Christ in preaching his gospel and his word and distorted it and made it corrupt and have pushed it so far away that you know it's it's hard for an unbeliever to come to faith in jesus christ that's because men we have to step up it is our responsibility to turn through god working in us to turn the tide of what people think about jesus christ we're we're to be a disciple. We're supposed to learn. We're supposed to, what we learn, we're supposed to talk about and share with others so it can help others grow. Man, that's that's what I'm here for, you know. I mean, as these 
things that God showed me or has shown me in my life or where my failures and where my mistakes were and where and what he wants me to do. You know, the main lesson, especially over these last 10 weeks uh, or 11 weeks, has been that I'm selfish and that I look at things from uh, what am I going to get out of it standpoint. And that's not where we need to be as men. You know, what it looks like to uh, be a servant is to take the self out. What is it? What does it look like to be a man of God, to be a true follower of Jesus Christ? What does it look like to have the Holy Spirit on your life? And what that looks like is to love everybody we come in contact with to look at it from a standpoint of not well what they said hurt my feelings or really ticked me off or that didn't blah 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 whatever right you fill in the blank with whatever situation you're in but when we can start asking you know what does it look like what is going on in their life where does jesus need to be in their life to help start patching up the holes that Satan's punched in their soul. When we can look at it from that standpoint, remove ourselves out of the situation and understand that we are here for one purpose, and that is to make earth look like heaven as much as possible while we're here. Then we know and then we understand better of what God and the call that he has on each of our lives to be when we can do that we can daily one day at a time man one day at a time look at every person we come in contact with that heart and that mindset of love and where does god need to do the patchwork on this person's soul in order to turn them into another follower of christ a believer that will go out and spread the gospel you know, um, hit a lot of different things in this in this show today, and I always try to like to. I want to try to close it up with, you know, the topic of this show is what does it look like, and men, what it looks like is removing ourselves and our feelings and our emotions out of the situation and replacing that with God. And his love for us and the love that unbelievers or people that don't know Jesus Christ. How can we fill them up? Show them the love that Christ has shown us by saving us and dying on the cross. How can we show them that love in our words and our actions to help them come to Jesus Christ? Man, that is our number one goal is to spread the gospel to everybody. But remember, in doing so, Jesus gave us everything we needed. He gave us the tools. He'll give us the provision. He'll provide in ways that we could never fathom that could happen when we trust and we believe in him and believe in the promises that he gave us, that he gave us everything through and in the Holy Spirit that we will need to do his mission on earth. And when we fully 
believe 100% in our hearts that the things that we are doing are for Jesus Christ, the kingdom of heaven, the God, the Father, and the Holy Spirit provides us those things, such as faith in the in the size of a mustard seed, we can tell that mountain to move and it will move. When we start believing that 100%, we will have the confidence to go out and speak in front of everyone. And I believe that is our mission and our goal. Like I said, that is what he has put on my heart. That's the reason this show is getting put out there is because it's my my. I'm within my range limits right now and where he has me and where he wants me, where he's growing me, where he's teaching me and wherever you are, man, getting your heart right with God and Jesus so that he can put the Holy Spirit on you and to train you and to teach you and to learn you where you are is fine. That's where he wants you. That's he has you there for a reason. If things are hard, if things are you don't know which way to turn. Well, the only way to turn is up. Because that's where God wants you to look. When you're looking everywhere else and can't see anything, can't see right from wrong or up from down, look up. Because that's where the God the Father is. And that's where he wants you to place your faith, your trust, your hopes, and your dreams are at him alone. Don't wait till you're so stressed out, depressed, can't breathe because of anxiety. When you see trouble coming, men, put, ask God for help then. When you feel it coming on, God wants that relationship with you. He wants to depend on you. Or he wants you to depend on him, not yourself. In relationship. When we were young, we always went to dad. Hey, dad, can you do this? Why, dad? Why this? God is a good father. He is the greatest father we'll ever have. Trust in him. Ask him for guidance, direction. Be patient. Be still. Be quiet. And listen. And he'll show you. If you have that feeling in your heart, in your soul, that maybe I need to read this book or... Maybe I need to read this chapter in the Bible or maybe I need to go talk to this person. Trust that feeling. Trust that God has some purpose for that feeling in you and move on it. It may be as simple as uh, sending, sending a text message to somebody that God put on your heart. <clears throat> you may be thinking that God wants you to help them, but in turn, the whole reason God had you to text them was so they could deliver a message to you that he needed you to know and hear from somebody who you thought you were going to help. So that's what it looks like, man. Humbling ourselves, removing ourselves, and giving our lives to Jesus Christ. That's what it looks like to be a servant and not a slave. To openly give ourselves to God the Father, right? I mean, that's what it's about. So, man, I thank you again for coming and, and participating in this show. Um, spread the word, please. 
uh, if you find any part of this beneficial, uh, I hope that you will share it with whomever you think might need it, whoever you might think that um, could use some of my craziness. Uh, like I said, there's no there's no theological degree going on here. It's just 100% how I feel and what I feel and being led by the Spirit of what God wants me to put out there and what the responsibility as men is. So uh, until next time, remember, as you go out and do what you do this week, answer the call of men.